Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ready? Here we go. Right, I'm That's it. What's up, everybody? It is the Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour, number 105 for August 11th, Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Hello, Steve. Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. What's up? up? Uh, why is that? Going on. Share to a group, this group, that, wait, why didn't that not work? Oh, sorry, sorry. what do you mean search for groups? I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself here. I'm trying to share it to the <sighs> this one, this one. What are you playing there? Huh? I hear. Uh, I hear bells. Okay. There it's we closer go. to the heart than the background there. Nice. All right. We are good to go. Um, we are. Wisdom uh, hour is here. It's happening, brother. Yes. What's happening with you? Um, and you, Chunk is here. He says, evening, gentlemen. Uh, uh, I guess we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start. Yeah, we sure do. I'm going to start. I know we have uh, your gig to cover um, and website talk, but I'm going to start with uh update on my arm. Um, went to physical therapy yesterday for the first time, and... They did sort of an intake, which they do sort of like a little interview and measure your uh, extension and your your bendy amount. <laughs> bendy. Um, your range of motion. Range of motion, yes. And uh, I have a uh, a female a physical therapist, which I'm happy about. Um, not that I have a, a problem with guys, uh, but. It's been so long since I had a woman touch me <laughs> that it's like, okay, it's nice to have, um, uh, yeah, some that and, and not only that, but, but just caring. And, um, you know, she stretched me out good. It hurt a lot. Um, and I felt, you ever see a 40 year old virgin, the movie? Yes. 
I felt like Steve Carell when he's getting waxed, and I just felt like cursing her. Like, you motherfucker. Because she was hurting me a lot. But I didn't. But I don't think it's supposed to be, like, mad pain right out of the gate. Like, was it, like, unbearable pain? Well, I'm in pain constantly right now because my the muscles are so tight. So it's it always hurts. Um, unless I, like, I mean, I can position it, it, like, say I'm sitting down. I can position it and, like, rest it on a pillow. And then I'm not really feeling any pain. But otherwise, if I'm moving around or if I'm standing up and letting it hang, it hurts always. Um, it's like, it's that tight. So, yes. So she's trying to, the object here is to kind of stretch the muscles out and try to avoid them turning it to scar tissue, which is what the doctor told me today would happen. Um, so we got to get them all stretched out back, you know, nicely nice, and then build up my strength again. So it's, it's a long road. So I'm, I'm looking at probably six weeks, three days a week of PT and three times a day exercising at home. And they gave, she gave me a whole thing of exercises and, and I started it Monday night. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Started Monday night and I did it twice today. I'm supposed to do it three times. So I'll do it later before I go to bed, but it's, it's very involved. It takes like 45 minutes to do the whole thing. Um, but I feel, and I went to see a doctor this morning, and there was no change in range of motion from the last time I saw him two weeks ago. But I'm just starting this physical therapy, so I'm hoping it works, man. It's 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 scary because it it like right now I just did my exercises before this call, and right now it just feels super tight. Like uh, the only advice I could give you from my experience is that you should absolutely. If you can get into a routine with your exercises where you're doing them every day, mm-hmm. that is going to be the single most uh, effective key, you know, to your recovery. Yes, I, I can see it's the that. consistency of being able to do the exercises. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and it's a pain in the yeah, ass, that's, but it's yeah, you get that little bit of progress every day, you know, and that's exactly what you need. Yeah, I agreed. It, it's a pain in the ass, but when I when I first did it today, then like a little bit later, I went to the store. I did some shopping, and and I was able, kind of for the first time, to drive a little bit with my right hand to put my my hand up on that the top of the steering wheel and actually operate. And I was also able, more able to steer the shopping cart with both hands. So to me, that's progress. That's something I haven't been able to yeah. do. You'll have a little bit of progress every day, dude. Yeah, so I, I agree with you, and, uh, um, you know, I wish I had an accountability partner, but I, I have to be disciplined with it. And and just the fact that I felt that today made me feel like, okay, this is going to work. You know, this is because, all right, I'm seeing a little progress here. So, and I can tell, based on these exercises that I've been given, I can tell how they will work. Um, so that's encouraging. Um, but I, I am I am happy that I'm going to go three times a week too and and get the full st- stretchy stretch from uh, from my girl. Because um, that's nice. yeah stretchy stretch the full stretch. She put a nice oh it was so it was the best thing I've felt in a long time on my arm. She just wrapped a, a, a warm 
like compress thing around my elbow and it felt so good i was like oh, oh yeah the the, the the hot towel on it yeah yeah just the high it wasn't even a towel it was a, a, like a i don't know what it was it just felt yeah, like it's, it's just, like a device that they take out of the, the heater you know they, they usually right. wrap it in a towel so it doesn't burn your skin because it can be hot you know yeah it just felt so good i was like orgasmic like oh. and then she after she did that then she proceeded to stretch the f out of my arm Beautiful, mate. Yeah, so it's 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 all it's scary, man. It's just the whole thing about it is just still. I I still feel like, oh, what if this never gets any better than this? What if I have to? Yeah, no, you can't think like that. You just gotta believe it's gonna be fine, and you do what you you do what you're supposed to do, and the results will be good. I hope good so. To go. I hope so. I think so. I I you know, like I said to the, I asked the doctor today. I said, "Is this normal?" You know, and he said, well, we kind of got to it later than we should have as far as, you know, surgery. Um, he said, but it's common. So, yeah, mine was years after it should have been done. Right. He used the word common, so I'm not sure if I like common better than normal. They're synonymous kind of, but, but not. Is it normal? No, it's common. Hmm. Then that means it's a common thing. Right. But why is that different than normal? I yeah. guess because it's a slightly abnormal thing that's common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he Otherwise didn't use it that. regular thing, right? I'm glad he didn't say abnormal. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that's a skinny on that. So... Um, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, going to follow direction and, uh, yeah, that's all I can do. It sucks. That it's not a fun experience at all. It's, there's nothing about this that I'm really enjoying <laughs> or that maybe there's a few things I'm enjoying, but, but it's, it's a lot of physical pain that's just involved. So, you know, but Mind over matter with this, man. That's right. I have my left arm just kind of mocking my right arm as I'm doing these exercises. Like, ha-ha, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm trying to compare, and I uh, hold my left arm out, and now my left arm. Trying to shame your other arm into actually doing it. Yeah, like, look, hello, over here, this is how you do this. Remember? Make a little game out of it. Anything to entertain me always helps i was feeling like you know you get into that sort of runner's high type of thing or uh, just that endorphin rush um when you when you're working out i was kind of getting that a little bit too because i was going you know i just went when i started i just went through the whole thing without stopping basically you know take you do sets so you break break your sets up um but i was starting to feel that sort of endorphin rush i'm like okay this is a good thing so that's another reason to keep doing it. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's been my uh my week basically. My that's that's my big updates. Tell me about you played Saturday, yeah? Yeah, we played played Saturday with uh Jimmy's band. I wanna hear all about it. So I just texted you some pictures. You know, I heard my phone go off and my phone's on the oh, other side chatting. of the room. Well, you'll need to will your arm to go get it for you. 
Okay. Um, I don't even know where I left it. I heard it ping, and then like, it's it's a good like fifteen seconds away. Like I I'll be gone for fifteen seconds if I have to go get my phone. Okay. Can can you cover it for fifteen we, seconds? We, we, I can cover it for as long as it needs to be covered. You know, that's never a problem. Okay. Yeah. Well, about the coverage. All right, go now. Go now. Go to Van Central, man. It's the place to be. Big things are happening. Day in, day out. The network for musicians to now connect, get together, socialize, post your cool stuff, and get into the program, get with the game. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So you sent me pictures. Yeah, there you go. See, Steve's back already. You sent me pictures of... Oh, the kid. Pro, dude. All right, the kid. Here no... we go. Right, so, okay, so... First, I want to start with the kit. So, as we talked about, the, the Jimmy's band plays a very eclectic mix of of songs, without a doubt. You know, a very wide spectrum of tunes, which we had discussed in the past. Not your common run-of-the-mill cover band selections. Right. Really, nothing that I think would be in any cover band rotation. Right, like Dave Edmonds. Yes, but really cool hip stuff like Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits. I love uh, that song. I've played that before. I love that. Yeah, great tune. A lot of fun, you know? Uh, it's Money That Matters, Randy Newman. Okay. Uh, just fun, fun, cool stuff. You know, Steely Dan, Take Me Alive. Um, so long story short, as we had discussed, I was going to build a kit just you know, throw together a kit for the gig because my other drums are all tied up right now in other configurations that I don't want to take apart. You know, from recording and jamming with Cole and doing the rush stuff, and you know, and then I have the other set. So long story short, I restored an old black set that I had a combination of a, a Mapex kick drum and some Slingerland toms that I had gotten from Cole's middle school teacher that they were upgrading their drums and he was. And, you know, ask me if I wanted them, so I, of course I took them. Right. But there were these black, beat up. So long story short, I bought like forty dollars worth of racing stripe stickers, right. and cleaned them. You know, took all the, took them all apart. Found out what note the shell was. You know, we timbre tuned the shells. Right. So I know it's an A and an E. You know, we tuned it like a B and an F, ish, whatever the most resonant. Uh, frequency would be defined on the drums. But before I did all that, I put new heads on it just to make sure it sounded good so I wasn't wasting my time, you know? Right. And it sounded great. So long story short, you see the pictures. It's it's just a kick snare, a rack, and another suspended floor tom. Yep. And lots of cymbals. You got your hi-hat. Two, you crash, got one, two crashes. Two, yeah, hi-hat, two crashes, a ride, and a china. china. Nice. Yeah, so it's just enough, you know, and it's easy to set up, easy to mic up, sounds great, you know, it's all EQ'd, killer. Yeah, it looks cool. So anyway, we arrive at the dude's house, and, and he's like, you can pull right up on the lawn, back up to this deck. So imagine, like, you go, first you come off the road, and the guy's driveway is like 200 feet of, of this rolling driveway road through this beautiful park-like setting with all kinds of, you know, trees and stuff around and you come up to this big lake on the right hand side 
and the driveway goes up around the back of this huge two-story house, like this ranch-type house, but it has a full wraparound deck. So uh-huh. then when you come up around the backside, the guys like just back up behind. When you're craving church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. Find my house, and you can come right up to the back of the deck there. So the load-in was like my car, up the steps, I'm on the deck, and I'm like 20 feet in, and I'm set up. So the other oh. picture I sent you was the view from the deck. So it was on this 50-acre estate with uh, a private lake, and it was just beautiful. It was a really awesome setting. Yeah, I see the water in the background there. Swans, yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, that's a nice view. So listen, man, like, so the gig was great. Like, I learned the tunes. I came prepared. The band knew the tunes already because they've been playing them, you know, for however many years they've been jamming, at least two, you know, with, with the current lineup that they had. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a nice, easy, fun gig. It sounded everything sounded great, you know. It was had some great moments, like they do. Everyone wants to rule the world. It was really people were up and dancing. That's a and fun it was one. Yeah. Really, you know, yeah, it was fun. It sounded killer, you know. It was just solid and driving, and it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. Cool man. And so, so yeah, the selection of tunes was a really fun to play. An eclectic mix of, like I said, just a super huge variety of. Of all kinds of genres of music, the you know the guy whose house it was, he was moving, and he they wanted him to get up and sing a song. So he's like, he wanted to sing some ta, John Fogerty song, uh, "Commotion." Hmm. So we on during the break, we pulled it up on YouTube, we checked it out, we learned it. He came up, he sang it, we jammed it. Nice, you know, yeah. And and the band likes to jam too. Like you take a solo, you take a solo, you know, hmm. kind of elevators ish. Not on every song, but if the song lends itself to do that, you know, like that Dave Edmonds tune is really just a kind of rockabilly, straight ahead tune that could be anybody, you know. Right. Just a get up and dance song. Right. That's cool. Um, and so yeah, were, lot, there a lot, lot were, of were there a lot of people? Were they dancing? Were they drinking? What What was going on? Well, it was cool because we were up on this t- high elevated deck, and then had a whole bunch of high boy tables on it. But then down below. If you came off the deck and walked down onto the lawn and came around, he had a big tent and he had food set up down there and had all like socially distanced tables. So it was really tables full of people, I guess, families more or less or groups of friends. Uh-huh. You know? um, but yeah, people were up dancing and like I said, it was it was uh, it, it was about fifty people, I guess. It wasn't a huge you know blowout bash. It was like fifty of his close friends because, like I said, he's moving. Right. That's cool. That, that's a good about in, in COVID. But it was great. Good food. It was good. Yeah, it was outdoors, so people were spa- you know, spaced were out. Were they well. wearing masks, masks or no masks? Some. <laughs> not not all. Not many. I, I, I had a mask, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, I just don't get it why, like I said, if people would just wear masks, you know, in six weeks from now, we could just about be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But nonetheless, like I said, great gig, dude. A lot of fun to play. Haven't played, you know, out since since COVID, you know? So it was nice to actually get out and play, you know, live in front of people, through a PA, mic'd up, you know, loud, outside, great setting, elevated. Like I said, the lake, it was really like wide open. You know, drums sounded 
huge because they're just wide open, you know? Right. And I tuned them away, figuring, hey, it's only, you know, a rack and a floor kicking a snare. So, but they, the, the, the set rocks, it's comfortable, it's easy to play, you know? That, that's, it's a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah, it must An be. easy setup. Smallest kid I think I've ever gigged with in the past 15 years. Yeah. Except for a one-off wedding or like when we played Raccoon Island the one time and the guy was like, oh, you got to take a ferry and, you know, you're playing to 11 and the last ferry leaves at 1130. So, like, I brought, like, kick, snare, hat, a crash, a ride, you know, and, like, a rack and a floor. No cases. We were done. It was like, strip it down, boom, boom, in the car, you know, because you had to get to the ferry. Otherwise, you're, you're stuck on the island. Right. Um, yeah. That's so that cool. was a joy to load in and load out, you know, so little stuff than what I'm accustomed to usually bringing. Yeah. I think that's why when players that play a lot really kind of strip their kit down to the bare minimum. So just for that reason, because it's a pain in the ass to, to set up, break down. Well, it's a compromise because you don't also, you know, you want to be able to express yourself and play, you know, how you want to play. But you don't sure. need to bring, you know, ten piece kit, right, for every gig. Right. And if by bringing a small kit too, it challenges you to play differently. So you embrace that. At least for me, that's what I was doing. I was saying I'm just gonna, you know, play it like you know, real, real rocking, you know, and just be real creative with the fills and, like you said, just have back to basic, you know, kit. But it sounded, yeah, it sounded great. Awesome. And it's all vintage stuff, dude. It's a '62 Slingerland snare. A Gene Krupa, like, garbage pick snare that ended up being this, like, tremendous find. And then, like I said, two Slingerland Toms. And then my 18-inch my Mapex, like, basswood $100 kick drum. Hmm. That sounds mammoth. Right. Very cool. And bands sounded good. Like I said, they, they, they got, they're stripped down, you know. A couple, they all bring their own amps. Jimmy's got his whole keyboard rig. But... Big full sound. It was sounded really good. Nice. And it sounded way different out front than it would from where I was sitting. You know what I mean? Right. Very cool. Yeah, it was, it was definitely good. I miss playing gigs. But and, 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 yeah, and then I'm playing out again on the 21st. Oh, cool. Same band? Uh, out. No, the uh, same band. Outside uh, at Otter Kill Country Club upstate New York they have an outdoor venue at the at the golf course so they have a big outdoor seating area all these tables all spaced apart and it's like a three hour gig it's like six to nine sweet yes that's another another good one that's coming up outdoors would be fun again you know summertime so, so at least I got two two good gigs in, in August you know out to, both outdoors yeah that's great there was supposed to be a third a third one but uh, it wasn't confirmed that's two more than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching up, dude. Yeah. Better get gigging. Yeah, man, I did the marathon, the 10 years, and now just getting this break for six months almost now. Um, yeah, right? It is Was amazing it how fast time flies by. Five months. Five months now. Um, yeah. Um, well, cool, man. That's cool. You're playing. You were. You played. Didn't you play a couple gigs with the Elevators? Oh yeah, I played with the Elevators. Yeah, many the times. Elevators was a, a band that I played with in Jersey. Um, 
and they were kind of blues rock and I got the gig th through Elaine Tuttle who's a great singer and, and a good friend of mine and uh, and uh, th they went through a lot of drummers while I was in that band um, they could never really find the, the one um, but they've had a steady drummer though for the past like three or four years I'm gonna say yeah yeah but I'm, I'm talking when I was playing with them and I played with them for a few years and uh, yeah because that I never played with them at the same time when you were there, no. but I played after you. You were I after. I probably played with them. I probably played with Chuck maybe six or seven times. So who was the bass player when you were playing? Um. Uh, okay, so Calvin. Okay, I remember Harris, that. the guy with the Cobra bass. Yes. Big, tall, black guy, skinny. Yes. Killer dude, like real funky type dude, you know, like big slapper popper, you know, like real, real good dude. I played a bunch of gigs. I played probably four or five gigs with him. Actually became really good friends with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a character, man. After we came up with the first set, he goes, man, all I got to say is you are major league. This is going to be a fun night. <laughs> And then we played like three or four more gigs and got pretty tight, you know, because for a stretch there, I probably did play with Chuck, you know, once a month maybe, once every other month for a good stretch there, you know. Right. And then after that, I played probably three or four gigs with – um, it was a girl bass player. I don't remember her name. She was very good. Is it Terry? Yeah, I think it was. Terry – What band? What band did she play in before that? Terry Avella, maybe. Um, um, wait, because I, I just found yeah, Avella. Um, she was in Good Girls Don't back in yeah, the day okay. when they yep, were back in the day. Um, so so this weird thing happens. I I talked to my friend in Jersey. His name's Rich Bolt. You met Rich. You met Rich at my party, uh, my going away party that I threw for myself. Uh, the guy I worked with, at Home Depot. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you met Rich. Rich is a good guy. He's he's yeah. he's, he's, he's one good, of us. Good people. Um, he, he's not a musician, but he's very musically. Uh, he has a lot of musical knowledge, and he can sing. Like he sings really well. Um, but he's just a super cool dude. Uh, laid back, chill. You know, right? You know, he very much like us. He would fit in the Wisdom Hour. Um, oh, oh yeah. And I talked to him, and he does like. For for a living, he does like like a physical therapy type of thing. Um, it's not physical therapist, but it's it's something along those lines. Um, I don't know what it is specifically, but anyway, I, I talked to him at length within the last couple of weeks. Uh, it might have been just a week ago, and uh, you know we hadn't talked in a while, so you know I told him about what happened to my arm, and and he was uh, you know asking a lot of questions, giving advice. And we talked you know for a long time. So he calls me today, and he goes, dude, you'll never believe this. Uh, do you know this girl named Terry? I'm like, uh, I don't know. It, he, he said, she, she knows you. Uh, she called, and she's got a problem. Like, she broke her arm or, or something something with her, her elbow. And she called that his work, his company, whatever, for, for help. And... Uh, she was talking to him, and for some reason, she's like, "Do you know Steve Witchell?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just talked to him." And she's like, uh, "Yeah, like a similar thing happened to me. That happened to him." And I'm like, 
and Rich was blown away that that happened. Like the fact that she knows me, and you know, we yeah, just yeah. talked about this. Um, so I was thinking about Rich. I I don't really I've probably met her a couple times, but I don't really know her because like bass players don't hang out together ever. You know, like yeah, no, I gig with her like three or four times, but other than that, you know, I don't think I ever spoke to her. Right. Yeah, so I don't know, but yeah. she was in Good Girls Don't, which was in the in the '90s and the late latest '90s, um, was one of the yeah, best very cover circuit the, band. They were one of the biggest cover bands in North Jersey and in Jersey in general, and in that whole tri-state area, they were all female, um, and they were all uh, attractive and and good good players. Um, that was a band that did well for for a long time. Um, yeah, they did. They did. They had like a four or five year run where they were on top for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and then I actually ended up playing with uh, two of them that were in Good Girls. Three of them, actually. Mimi, the guitar player, who has has since passed away, which is a shame. She was a nice girl. Um, uh, Carrie, the the keyboard player, and Bridget was the singer. And they had been in Good Girls Don't. And I played in a band with them called Liquid X for a while. Dance band. It was all like... Like all sorts of music that I never had played that I had to learn. It's challenging. Good. It was a good challenge, though. Yeah, well, like like we talked about, that's what I just had to do with this, with Jimmy's band. I had to learn seventy songs. Jeez, that's a lot. It's a lot of tunes, man. You know that I've ne- you know that I never played all. <sighs> you know, a lot of good tunes. I mean, some of them I knew, like I knew them, but never played them. You know, right. Um, yeah, but small world. Like I got to reach out to her and yeah, find out sure. what happened to her arm, and and uh, see if I can be of any help or come. And that was that was Terry, the bass player. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's just like now she has the fate that you have. Yeah, so it's it's similar. I I don't think it's exactly the same. Something with you bass players, man, breaking their elbows. <laughs> yeah, it's a COVID curse. Um, but yeah, like bass players don't hang out together much because. Because you only have one bass player in a band, so you don't usually hang out with other bass players. Not that I wouldn't, or not that I haven't, but yeah. that's the thing with drummers, man. We always have camaraderie, and drummers are always hanging out with other drummers, hmm. no matter where you go. I don't think there's a lack of camaraderie with bass players. I, we just don't happen to be in the same place at the same time. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Um, Although, you know, I have, obviously... No, but I always remember, like, at Richie's, there was always a drum hang down by George that was going on whenever I was done teaching, you know? Like, you get done teaching at 9 and come out, and there'd be, like, half a dozen people down there, you know? Billy Rico would be probably be down there, and, uh, you know, maybe Joe Bergamini. Just hanging, you know? Carl Weber, there was a bunch of, guys, a bunch of cats used to hang there. Yeah. I know, uh, Richie's, uh, they closed now, right? Yeah, Ugh. I I I didn't go to frequent Richie's because Richie's was in Rockaway, and for me it was easier to go somewhere closer to, like Long yeah, yeah. Long McQuaid was my store, in in uh, Parsippany. But that was the thing, man. Richie's was like the place to go, and I when I was you know used to hang out with Joe B all the time. He was teaching there, and then he was like, "Oh man, you should really teach there." So then he introduced me to Jim, and then. I taught there for like maybe like five or six years um, and became great friends with George and, and, and Jim and all, all the guys there, you know, because I was there, you know, 
I used to teach Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And at one point, I was teaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wow. Yeah. And then, like I said, we used to always hang, and I became great friends with Jim, and that's now going uh, 23 years ago. No shit. Yep, and now he just retired, sold the store, and moved down to South Carolina to be closer to his daughters. There you go. And that was before all this COVID stuff happened, too. When yeah, he got out just before it all hit. So I went out to dinner with him before he was leaving. And I'm going to say that was like March, right before it started getting bad. Right. And he was already down by the time, you know, the lockdown came into effect. But, you know, shit's spiking up all over the place, man. Yeah. It's good that he got out in time. Some people got out got out in time. A friend of mine uh, in New Orleans, a uh, singer, really good singer, Eric, um, left in early, it was early February. It was like kind of mid, almost mid-February. He just left to go be with his family in California because his mom was ill and he needs to be there. And then weeks, oh, yes, I remember the story. weeks later... Boom. It's not. Uh, we're we're still here in basically in lockdown with bars and and stuff like that. There's no none of that happening. No bars. No no bands playing in bars anywhere. No, the only place that's having bands is out outdoors right now. Yeah. It's gonna be. Uh, uh, I don't know what it's gonna be. <laughs> I don't even want to. Let us speculate. Just, uh, it's gonna be one. It's gonna be one day at a time, dude. That's yeah. what it's gonna be. You know, yes. it's gonna be day by day and see what 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 life brings us. Yes. Um. Yeah. You know, I want to get healthy, man. Before. Before we go back, so. You know, I'm okay with waiting. Because I. Yeah, you could use a little more time, like you said. You know, another six weeks definitely helps you. Yeah, I think six weeks sounds pretty reasonable to me um, to get back. So, uh, but I mean, I, cause you'll be far enough into physical therapy where you'll have a better range of motion, and you know, you won't be in so much pain when you go to the actual sessions. Right. I. I mean, I could probably play. I haven't picked up my bass in surgery because my hand, my wrist hurts a lot more than it did before the surgery. Um, but, I mean, I could probably play. It's just a matter of how long can I play? Can I play, like, I don't know. Is it easier sitting down or standing up? I don't, you know, like, it's so far away for me going out and playing five sets, playing six sets, which was the norm for me for the last friggin' 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I just feel so far away from that now. Even though it was only a few months. Yeah, you'll get right back into it, though, again. Like I said, it was that, that was the fun thing about the gig I played. Never played with these guys. You know, rehearsed with them a couple times. I never played out with them. Went through some beginnings and that, you know, endings and some things that they do medallies whatever right so it was, it was fun it was like that that kind of high energy you know like 
everyone was pumped, and they had just played the week before with their with the, with a uh, sub drummer because I was on vacation. Mm. You know, so then when I came back, it was first gig out of the gate, and, and like I said, I haven't played since before COVID. Also, it's been three four months, and right, it was just it was it was great. But but to your point too, but I am playing a lot, you know, almost every day at home. That's good. I'm not. Um, th- and that's probably why I feel so far removed from it. And it was just, you know, my normal life was four nights a week. Um, you know, my, my entire day is, is centered around the fact that I got to go play for five hours. Yeah. And you normally wouldn't be playing at home because you're going to be playing it that night. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I would never. It, the only time I'd pick up my bass at home is to learn songs. Um, you know. And I'd like to get back and playing for fun. I, I, I'll see how it goes. Um, the doctor this morning told me to push it. He said, uh, he said you're not going to hurt anything if you kind of try to push this. Um, so I'm going to do these exercises like all the time. And uh, and if I'm starting to feel more limber there, then I'll, I'll pick up the bass and start playing. Which would probably be good for me. Yeah, Definitely. But like I said, you, you, you push it to the limit of your stretching. Like I said, when the guy used to stretch me out, it was definitely um, beyond what I'd be stretching myself out. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, I was I was amazed at how much she was stretching me. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but she did. She knew what she was doing. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I still, progress, my friend. Yeah, I suppose it is progress. Chalk it up to that. Uh, the little things that the using the steering wheel and being able to use the shopping cart. Yeah, I'll that write is. that in my journal for today. Nice. That's what I accomplished. Um. Yeah. So, uh, not much else going on. I'm I'm still doing this thing. I really highly recommend this to people out there, too, that are stuck at home on the weekends and have friends in, in different locations um, to do like a once a week kind of Zoom meeting. And and I, I've been doing this. I talked about it a bunch of times here, but um, every Friday it's uh, my me and my brother and four of our other friends. And sometimes somebody's not there and somebody else is there. And, you know, we pick a. Everybody, buddy is is a big music fan, so we pick a band each week. We go around; the next person gets to pick pick a band, and we we pick the top twenty five songs, and then uh, we do just sort of a round robin thing, and it's fun. It's really it's something I look forward to every week. Um, you know, kind of talking about music, and and it's a, like a little game. My brother keeps like a whole spreadsheet, you know, he has the metrics of who, you know, who matched the most. And, um, so the next time my turn comes up, what I want to do instead of, we've been picking bands like this week is Genesis, which is pretty cool to do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we go through and listen to all the albums and rank them. My brother makes a whole spreadsheet with all the albums and color coded. And (laughs) it's funny. Um, so I, I always, I take it really seriously and I go through and I listen to everything like from the, from the beginning to the end, like chronologically. Um, yep. So, um, 
That's killer. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We've done like Pearl Jam. We did. Uh, 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 we just did Sting last week. Sting was great. That was a lot of fun to do. Great band. Like I mean, Sting. Well, like Genesis. What a huge catalog, you know? Yeah, actually, it the in certain cases we're limiting the catalog, so. We, the guy who picked Genesis chose just to pick the Phil Collins stuff and only up to um, Invisible Touch. So it's it's four okay. or five, five albums, I think. Um, but still, that catalog even is, you know, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Um, so my last pick was the Black Crows, which is one of my favorite bands. And... Uh, that was fun to do. We we we've done we did the Beatles the early uh, early years the Beatles. Uh, what else have we done? Jeez, we did Paul McCartney a few weeks ago, like Paul McCartney solo. Um, so anybody that's a music fan, this is a little. It's kind of like a book club. You know, you get together with your friends and you know you go over your thing, but in, but instead of just discussing it, we're ranking it, and we like to you know it's fun when somebody matches like oh, I matched you on this thing or whatever. And it's fun to kind of pre- try to predict who's going to guess what or, or who's going to rank what song number one. Um, but, and I started to talk about this last week, and then I was I lost you, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I, I'll." Oh uh, yeah, dude, my internet went down, and it was down for the for a week. Yeah, wow, a week really? Just about. Well, I lost it that two. Oh no, sorry, I lost it Tuesday night. I, it came back Sunday, but still. Hmm. You know, five that's, days. That's a long time. Yeah. So that means no TV, no phone, just cell phone. That was it. No internet, no Wi-Fi, nothing. Wow. How did you even survive? Yeah, my kids are like, oh, this is terrible. How did you ever grow up when you were kids? Read a book. That's what, <laughs> my, grip. That's what my mom would say. The power went out. Mom, no TV. Read a book. So I read a book. We used to play drums because you don't need you don't need power. Yeah, that's true. That's a good instrument for that. Um, I remember playing a gig at this at a, with Eye of the Storm, one of our first gigs, and we blew the breaker, and like the emergency lights came on in the place, and the band was like, "Bad that boop," like got done. The only thing that was going was just the acoustic drums, you know, just the volume of the drums. Right. So time for a six or seven minute drum solo. Yes. Sure. Fantastic! It was like to have it being like a clinic, you know, just a free for all, not like a rush, not like a solo you had to fit into a certain block. You know what I mean? Just like you're gonna play until the lights come on, so you could do whatever you want. Yeah. So big thematic, you know, passages and a lot of fun. And then the lights came back on again, and it was like okay, three, four, back into it. There you go. Um, Good times, my friend. Good times. Yes. So anyway, my my next pick it comes up in a few weeks, um, and instead of picking an artist, what I want to do, and I started making the list already, is I want to pick the, I want to give them about sixty five songs, and they have to pick the top twenty five of cover songs. So, so in other words, well known artists that have done covers of other songs. So you put Dave Evans on that list? I did not. What cover has he done? Well, from from Small Things Mama, I I think is he's covering that. 
Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. Where did I put it? I just had it open the list. Oh, here it is. Okay. So what I need I need help coming up with ideas and, and anytime I ask somebody else they always tell me something that I hadn't thought of, so I think you'll do the same. So in other words, it's like I went with the obvious ones first, like Light My Fire by the Doors is a Roy Orbison cover. Hard to Handle by Black Crows. Uh, Blinded by the Light, Manford Man, it's a Springsteen cover. So I want to pick, I want to make sure I'm picking all cool songs. Um, and I have 54 so far, but and, and my goal is 65. So I need 11 more. Ghost of Tom Joad, covered by Rage Against the Machine. That's a good one too. That you know what? And who's the original? Who's the who's the original artist? I don't know. Well, we I know can... Bruce covered it also. Let me see what comes up if I just put that in. Oh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce did it. But whose song is it? Is it Rage's or Bruce's song? No, it's not Rage's song. It's I think it's Bruce's song. Because if it is, then that's a good one. Springsteen featuring Tom See, Morello. Steve, you you ask, and the wisdom hour delivers. Yeah, okay. Springsteen song. Okay. Verify. There you go. Um, that's a good one. I, I, you know what? I think I heard that on the friggin' radio recently and thought the of it. The rage version? Yeah, but I didn't realize it was a cover. I don't know why. Um, okay, that's good. What else you got? Um, I got... I'll, I'll tell you some other ones I picked. Metallica did an entire album of covers, but I just wanted to pick one, and I went with Stone, Co Stone Cold Crazy, which is a Queen cover. Which I think is the yeah. best best one on the on the album. Uh, you really got me, Van Halen. Um, I mean, I'm not. I have a ton of them. I'm not, not going to read them all. Higher Ground. Chili, no, chili, but, chili but you could also Pretty Woman is is also Pretty Woman. I got. Yeah. Uh, Van Halen. Uh, Higher Ground, Chili Peppers, Stevie Wonder yep. cover. Um. I'm tr I'd like to pick just one from each artist, but in s there's s I have a couple duplicates here, um, and I think that'd be okay as long as they're cool songs. You know, I want them to be good songs. I got the Richard Cheese. You know Richard Cheese? No. Yeah, he's like he does the sort of parody covers. Well, he does the cover of the song but he does it like lounge style and he does welcome to the jungle and uh -huh. down with the sickness by uh disturbed get up you know and down with the sickness then up mm -hmm. <laughs> motherfucking get up <laughs> <laughs> um 
So I I <laughs> I did well. I put them both on here, but I don't. I only want to leave one. Um, nothing comes to mind, huh? No, not offhand. I mean, you have knocking on heaven's door by I, multiple artists. I didn't put it in there. Like Dylan, there's so I, I looked up Dylan songs like the, that are co- like people who have covered Dylan songs. There's hundreds of them. There's there's like three hundred. The the list of people, yeah, like I mean, yeah, you know his his most popular songs. Just covered, live and let die. Covered Guns by and Roses did that. Yeah, I do. I have guns in here already. Yeah, I have guns in here already. Doing hair of the dog from uh, the spaghetti incident. That was the album with the. Uh, uh, Pat- no, it wasn't with Patience. What else was on that album? It was just covers, but it was like five songs. Um, because I think this is cooler than their live and let die. Live and Let Die just sounds like the same with Axel singing, basically. Yeah, and like mega produced. Right. Um, and Knocking on Heaven's Door, I think same thing. Maybe I can find a better version of Knocking on Heaven's Door, but I already have Dylan covers in here. I'm trying not to duplicate who people covered, too. I'm trying to keep it all... It's, it's tough, though, because there's so many... That are that are like duplicates that are good. Like I, I have higher ground uh, with Stevie Wonder cover, and I have Superstition, which is a Stevie Wonder cover by Stevie Ray Vaughan. So sometimes you got to do it. Uh, but all right, anything comes to mind at any time, send me a text. And actually, somebody sent me. I forgot who, what his name was. Uh, sent me a suggestion, uh, and I I did listen to it. I should really know this because I I talked like I said when you when you disappeared last week. I talked about this a little bit, and uh, and I asked. Uh, oh, it was Tom. Yeah, Tom Bash. Um, he sent me a. Uh, what song was it? Damn it! Oh, he's oh Jesse Mallon doing me and Julio. Um, he sent me the YouTube. Okay. Um, but it's not. I, I gotta have them. <laughs> this is another caveat. I have to have them. They have to be on Amazon too, because I have to make a, a playlist for everybody. So it's um. Yeah, so, uh, so it's got to be accessible. So yeah, so everybody has the same songs and you know the same versions of the same songs. So then, and and this would be a pain in the ass to to for everybody have to go look up at all these songs. So I'm I'm putting up making a playlist and putting a spreadsheet together too, all in the same order. Taking this seriously, it's like you know fantasy baseball kind of level of seriousness. Mega. But I got now I'm at fifty five because you gave me uh, ghost ghost of Tom Jode. Um, so this me and Julio wasn't on Amazon. That's why I didn't include this Tom. But thanks for that suggestion. That was good. You're most welcome. Um, 
Yeah, if anything comes to my mind, like in the middle of the night, you think, oh, that's all. Yeah, I'll, I'll text you up. I'll be like, oh, dude, why didn't I think of that? Here you go. Because there's a bunch of bands that have done albums that are like all covers. Um, and I, I, I'd never heard this one before, but Queensryche did an album called Take Cover. It's all covers. And I never n- knew about that album at all. Well, Rush does a cover of Summertime Blues. Rush does? Yep. See, I already have Summertime Blues, though, by The Who from Live at right. Leeds, which is really kind of the best version. What, did Rush do yeah. any other covers? Rush must have done something else, right? Yeah, they have. They had. They did a couple, yep. Because it'd be cool to have some Rush in here. What, but what songs have Rush, has Rush covered? I never heard them cover anything. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, because that's oh, got to be something. Even if they were just like goofing around. No, I, th- I thought they did a, a cover album of some sort. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to research this. Let's see here. Rush covers album. Here we go. Summertime Blues, Heart Full of Soul, For What It's Worth. For What It's Worth would be cool. The Seeker. The Seeker? Mr. Soul. That's a yep. Who song. Yeah. That's a Who song. Seven and Seven is Shapes of Things and Crossroads. All right. Excellent. What is the name of this album? It is called Feedback. Rush. Album. Rush Feedback. Rush. Feedback. Album. Rush. Yeah, it is. Summertime Blues, Crossroads, Shapes of Things, The Seeker, Heartful Soul, Seven, and Seven is. For what it's worth, Mr. Soul, for what it's worth, again. All right. These are repeats. Awesome. Wisdom Arrow Strikes Again. I like. I, I feel like, uh, all right, I got to listen to which one's best, but there's some good choices here. I never knew about yeah, a Rush cover album. Much. Did anybody else know about a Rush cover album? Did you know about one before this? I guess you did. I did. and Yeah, and now you're saying that too. Rage Against the Machine did a cover album. I just looked that up and it said here. Uh, Renegades. Black Flag. Yeah, a bunch. I got to put together a list like John that. Lennon had. John Lennon had a, a covers album. Yeah, is there a list that you're finding? I got, if there isn't one, I uh, I got to put one together. A list of like known artists that have done albums that are all covers. Yeah, here Bowie. Because I know Back. there's a lot of them. Oh yeah, dude, there's a ton, man. What are you looking? What are you reading off? The, these artists, what, what are they? They this is artists? most stunning cover albums of all time: John Lennon, Rage Against the Machine, David Bowie, and more. Stunning cover albums of all time, huh? Yeah, I just typed in covers album, and it came up and said the best covers and tribute albums of all time. Clicked on that, and there it was. He used the word stunning, huh? 
No, no, I, I just, no, I typed in covers album. Oh. And then it said the best covers and tribute albums of all time, NME blogs. And when I clicked on it, it said NME, the most stunning covers albums of all time. And it lists like 20 of them. So there you go. My wisdom has been imported for the evening, and our job is to complete. All right, I just want to find the same article that you're looking at. I see uh, the best covers album. NME, it says. Oh, NME. Yeah, the best covers and tribute albums of all time. Is that the one you're looking at? The most stunning covers. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's the one. Why are they stunning? Oh, that's a weird word to use. Um... Yeah, this is good. This is gold right here. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry's right. There's a ton of stuff there, man. Um, Johnny Cash. I could put together a, a more comprehensive list than this, too, because there's other ones that are not in here. Uh, all right, yeah, this is good. To, this is good to tap into. Find some good stuff here. Got to be good songs. Got to be cool songs. Like these guys are very hypercritical musician or, or music fans. You know, they they take it like as seriously as like fantasy football uh, people do. Uh, you know, they're intense in it. So I have to make sure the songs are cool, and they like Rush. Everybody likes Rush. All those guys. So good. And and I, there's going to be some cool surprises in there for them too. Like wow, like I never heard this song, or I never heard this version of this song, and I think they're going to really enjoy it. So I, I'm I'm trying to make it fun. So some people pick stuff that makes it tries to make it more challenging for other people, um, but I I just want it to be fun for everybody to listen to these songs and uh, you know enjoy them and put and try to put them in a top twenty five because I think out of the 65 I'm picking that there's probably going to be at least at least like 35 or 40 for everybody that they would want to put in their top 25. So that makes it fun. It's challenging. It's like, ah, which one's going to win out? Which song do I like better? Yes, especially if you have a lot to choose from too, right? Yeah, and I think 65 is a good number. Hard, it's hard to just pick and say that's my favorite one. Yeah, I think sixty-five is a good number. Maybe, maybe sixty. I'll leave it at sixty. Um, we'll see. But I, I'm happy with the list right now. I just want to. I like to have options, more options. So this is a good resource to check out. This, this. Uh, this totally not something you think you're going to go out. through when you're first married. You know, what? I completely lost my own sense of self-worth when I was diagnosed with bias. Is that what the heck was that? I have no idea. It's not, not not coming from my studio. Oh, it must have been uh, an ad that's up on the. Oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> ah, jeez. You know. Anyway, try to try to piggyback on the podcast here. You know. Yeah. So we launched the relaunched the play uh, the web, playlist website last week. Um. And we're a weekend, and we got people coming in on board every day. Coverbandcentral.com is now a social network, just like Facebook, but better, without all the politics, all the muck, all the negativity. I was pimping it on the 15 seconds while you were getting your phone. You were? Yeah, I did hear you doing that little, little pimping commercial. appreciate that. 
Um, but it is cool. I, I'm getting more involved in it every day. Uh, you know, obviously the whole arm thing has been a challenge for recent times. But yeah, like you said, I got to get into a groove uh, with the uh, with exercising, and I, th I I'm already kind of in it because I'm. I'm like, all right, I, this is what I got to do. I can feel that it's making a difference, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, but uh, as as I get healthier, I'm going to be doing more on the website. But you, dear listener, can do anything you like in there now. Go in, create a profile. It's free. It's always going to be free. Join the group. Check out the groups that are available. Join the ones that are pertinent to you. And go in there and, and start a discussion. It works just like the Facebook groups, but, again, without all the trolls, and all the negativity, we can really kind of focus in on on uh, the things we really want to talk about with the people that we want to talk about them with. Indeed. Um, put up uh, some pictures. You know, it, you know the drill. It works just like Facebook. You can share all your content from there to Facebook, too, and you can add some friends. So go ahead and do that now. CurveBandCentral.com. Join. You'll love it. And... Uh, we're going places, kid. We'll see you next week. Wear your mask. Please. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.